Bitcoin was invented to replace government's printing of money. Governments print money, which devalues your money that you worked hard for and saved. And then they use that money to do things that, that aren't so smart, like blow up uh, deserts in the Middle East and uh, bomb weddings and just all types of, I mean, they have drones that kill cell phone locations. That's death by AI, basically. There's a lot of bad stuff that America wouldn't do if they had to tax people for it. If you said, hey, guys, we want to go to war, we're going to have a tax. Be like, nope, no tax, no war, thanks. But since they could just print the money, they don't have to ask for war tax. They're just at war all the time. Uh, it's a misallocation of resources. And it's probably not so great for all the people that have to go actually do the shooting and, and being shot. <clears throat> so Bitcoin, you know, was treated like a joke for a very long time until it's not so funny anymore because it's worth billions and billions of dollars. And it's been one of the highest appreciating asset classes that's ever existed in the history of mankind, beating actual bubbles like the South Seas bubble and the tulip bubble. It's now, it started at zero. Now it's about $11,000 today. Wow. That's 1.1 million X from a penny. 1.1 million times more valuable than a penny. It actually traded below a penny. So people just don't learn. They're stupid. You tell them the truth, you show them the chart, you show them the reality, they still don't listen, they still don't learn. So it was nice what Bitcoin did, you know, attempting to make a peer-to-peer -peer replacement for currency that was uh, controlled by math, controlled by the people, not controlled by the government. <clears throat> However, it kind of failed entirely to do that. It is not used as a currency and never has been. Nothing is priced in it and never likely will be. And that's okay because you still got so rich having it that everyone's just like, fine, okay, so it's not a currency. Okay, it's digital gold. The narratives have changed over time. It was supposed to be programmable money. No one programs in it. You can't. It's garbage. Uh, it's supposed to be peer-to-peer -peer currency. No one uses it like that. It costs too much, takes too long. I mean, a transaction Bitcoin costs multiple dollars, and you still have to wait a long time to receive your money, 10 minutes or more. That's horrible. It's garbage. But... Because everyone made so much money, it's still awesome. Okay. So what if we had something that did more? What if we had something that did faster transactions, <clears throat> was more affordable to use, had superior price performance, and attacked a larger part of finance than just currency? Currency is a small subset of finance. The, the printed cash in the United States and China is about $5 trillion. The amount of money that's in time deposits is about $7.2 trillion. It's a 50% larger market. So I said, all right, let's do that. And I invented something which has 13 second blocks instead of 10 minute blocks. So the transactions are faster, the transactions are cheaper. And until recently it was the most liquid on-chain exchanged uh, cryptocurrency in the world. Now there's some others that have, have more liquidity, but it's still, you know, top 20, <clears throat> top 15 usually. And, uh, you can get into a stable coin and protect your fiat value without going through counterparty risk. You know, if you're Bitcoin, you want to get into cash to protect your value. You have to beg someone to give you money for the coins that you send them and they might not give you the money. But if you're in the Ethereum network, you can get into DAI, which is a peer to peer stable coin or USDC, which has Coinbase as a counterparty, which is nice or other alternatives. You can use, uh, I think GUSD is Gemini as a counterparty. There's TUSD. There's a lot of different stable coins you can get into. So you get, and there's other things we have lending, we have options, and this is all peer to peer without middlemen 
it does vastly more than Bitcoin was ever designed to do or will ever do. What's the last, what's the last improvement you got technologically in Bitcoin? A few years ago, you got a little bit of a throughput increase and that's it. That's all you've received. Richard, are you seriously saying you think you've got something that's, that's better than Bitcoin here? I know it is. I designed it to be, I was the premier Bitcoin maximalist and I, you know, said the truth about everything and then reality changed. So Ethereum used to suck. Ethereum used to be centralized. They forked it. Can't do that now. So, they'd so, save so, Gavin. So question. I've, I've been in this place for about four years. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the big change for me is that you're unlikely to meet somebody these days that doesn't know about Bitcoin. They've heard of it. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, that they generally don't, well, 95% of them, possibly more, actually don't have any. Uh, they don't really understand what it is. Uh, what What's your long-term view of Hex here? Are you, are you really thinking that this would become the, what, a new store of value? Exactly what have you got yep. here? Well, first, it's if you hold Bitcoin, you can claim Hex for free. Yeah. If you hold Bitcoin, can you claim some extra Bitcoin for free? No. I yes, mind Bitcoin for, when it was free. For the average punter out there, if you're saying it's better than Bitcoin, we're, we're talking, mm -hmm. you know, massive numbers here, billions of people, mm -hmm. right? That's, yeah. that's your claim. Um, so forget about the people that it really understand, okay, you made that offer. If you've got Bitcoin, you can come and claim your free mm -hmm. head. But most people, that's way over their heads. They're not going to get that. Really, we want to talk to the masses here. Sure. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, for head, you guys in the masses, my, my, all you care about is the number goes up and you make money. Yeah. And I can tell you that if you bought Hex in January 5th of this year and held it until now, you'd have 40 to 50 times more Bitcoin and you'd have 70 times more money. 70 times more money and all you had to do was wait not even a year so if you like 70 times more money so far it's been up 116x versus the dollar it's been up 92x versus bitcoin okay richard fantastic i mean the, the exciting thing here is you're a year into this project so we're not talking about an ico you're not here nope. pitching this the opposite year send, send me your money i'm going to send you the token nope. to your project blah 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 we've all been through no, that. It's, it's done it's complete there's no Great. oh god we hope someone builds something everything is finished and audited and secure and done and launched complete Great. There's no I'm dreams. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to Jordan. Jordan was one of the first people ever to buy your uh, your, your project without a doubt. Mm -hmm. but I've got to know what. Jordan, say hello to the audience. Uh, are you happy with what you have purchased, sir? What's been your hex experience? Yeah, so far so good. You know, I mean, uh, like me and Stefano always talk about. You know, you just got to get in there and trash it out. You know, uh, trash it out or trash it out. Try it out. You know, try things out. You know, uh, I, I was watching Richard for a while before he launched Hex and all the hate that he was getting, like, it's a still getting, scam. it's a fucking scam. Still getting. It's a fucking scam. Yeah. Yeah. He's still yeah. getting it for sure. Yeah. Because people are retarded. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you broke a lot of BTC hearts and they all thought you were a dick. No, yeah. they're going to keep getting broken. They're just, they me, don't listen. To see <clears> that narrative of how strong that was, like, is this is a fucking scam from every person in the well, well, we'll get to the hate in the moment in a nutshell. No, but I mean, it's, it's kind of what drew me to it, you know? Like, there's got to be something going here to see such a strong narrative, you know? And so I just checked it out, and I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'll put a, I'll punt this. I'll take a punt here. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I, I did it a bit wrong. First day, I did the adoption amplifier, put an ETH in, so I'm not like 50 or 60X. You know, I told everyone not to do that, right? 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, it, so Hex had a very, very similar launch mechanic that EOS had. Jordan and if you look everything. at the EOS chart, everyone got the shit wrecked out of them on day one. Yeah. And so I said very clearly, you probably shouldn't FOMO in day one. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Over and over again. Like if you so go weird. into the chat, I timestamped the videos where I said these things. And I published the charts as well, the EOS charts on the internet with Excel sheets. So you could export the data yourself and the source as to how I generated them. If you go to t.me forward slash hex crypto and you type exclamation mark deal with no space, it pops open the videos and the timestamps. And people have even made dollar cost averaging contracts where we'll enter you into the AA lobby every day automatically. Like, I wish everyone didn't do that. You're making Jordan yeah. feel you terrible. Know you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Right because you know what? The other thing was I DCA'd a little bit. So sure. And you're up anyway. Yeah, and the price is higher than it was then anyway. And if you staked, yeah, yeah. you have more hex than you started with anyway. Well, let's go through the numbers, guys. <laughs> Jordan, you got on on day one. Yeah. We're, we're nearly a year in. So let's talk Let's talk through exactly what hex is and what your experience has been. What What, what have so, you made? What have you got? On the first couple of days, I claimed the... Uh, the bitcoins that I had, which wasn't a lot. And then I claimed, uh, why well, I, I put an ETH in to the adoption amplifier. So in total, I ended up with, I think it was a hundred thousand, hundred thousand a hex, you know, like I said, not big is like at this point, the market was shit. Everything was going dodgy. So I was just like, ah, I'll take a punt. This seems okay. But I got to give you credit, Richard, for Uniswap and actually trailblazing with DeFi. You know, like a lot of people don't want to give you credit for that, but I'll give you credit for that. That's thanks. We got some other things that we've done uh, that other people haven't figured out yet. We're the first coin in the world to do an airdrop on layer two. So the majority of ZK ZK rollup layer two transactions are actually a hex airdrop to Monarch wallet users. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one knows who did the airdrop, but obviously it was someone that had a lot of hacks. Uh, what else? Can I just quickly jump in before we get into sure. chat that your, your average person just simply doesn't understand? True. Yeah. Uh, you know, yep. we're, we're, you, you're saying this is better than Bitcoin. You know, uh, billions of people now have heard of Bitcoin. This has been adopted by institutions. Uh, it's <coughs> looking like it potentially will become a store of value right now, speculative store of value. So you've I've heard you talk about Hex being uh, similar to uh, in language that most people would understand, a, uh, a, a deposit account at your bank. So you roll up with your cash, you give them your, your money, and uh, you get an interest rate. Effectively, that's what HEX is in very basic terms. Would that be fair to say? Kind of. So kind of. they say Bitcoin's a currency, but is it a currency? No. But it has similar properties to a currency. And we say that HEX is a, is a certificate of deposit, and it is. But it's very unlike what you would get at the bank. So at a bank... They don't actually lend your money out. That's a joke. That never actually happens. What they do is they get your money and it goes on the, the liability side of their balance sheet. That's something they owe now that you've given them your money. But they use that as an excuse to get free money from the government. And then that money they actually lend out and they pay you interest for that. And they pay you about 20% more interest every extra year that you lock your money in a time deposit in a CD. It's different different word in every country. Guaranteed investment certificate in Canada, bonds in the UK, time deposits in Asia, United States use a certificate of deposit. But basically, they all just mean lock up your money, you get more interest. So that is what we emulate in Hex. You get 20% more shares of the, the income of the whole system if you lock up an extra year. 
and it goes, you can lock up up to 15 years and the bonus goes to 10 years. It's sometimes smart to go to 15 anyway, so you don't have to restake at a worst rate later because the share price only goes higher forever. Can't go down mathematically. <clears throat> so, you know, in, in a normal CD at your bank, if other people don't use that product, you don't get paid more. But in hacks, if other people don't stake their coins, you get paid more as a staker. So all of the inflation in hacks, which is lower than Bitcoin, by the way, in 40 days, the inflation rate goes to less than 3.69%, which is lower than Bitcoin's ever was in the 10 years that it took to get to $20,000. So if you're the only staker in Hex, you get 3.69% inflation of the entire system, which is a lot of coins. I mean, the supply right now is over 400 billion. <clears throat> but other people see how much money you're making and they go, oh, I want a piece of that too. And so they also stake and some of them stake longer so they get bonus shares. What you end up with is a system where the average stake length of people participating is 4.8 years long. I don't know of any other cryptocurrency in the history of man that has had people to believe in its long-term vision so hard that they will lock it up for 15 years. 15 years. We see people buy hex on the market, drive the price up, and then lock it for 15 years. I've never seen that in any other cryptocurrency before. It's not even possible in any other cryptocurrency that I'm aware of. So it's, it's, it's literally amazing. And what do you think happens to the price of something that people buy and they lock it so they can't sell it for 15 years? It goes up. Who knew? Any questions? Not hard. No, I'm listening. <laughs> I really uh, just like don't have any question right now. Just listening. Yeah. Okay. So Jordan, uh, you were one of the initial depositors. Uh, yeah. I mean, give, give us your thoughts. Are you, are you happy with, uh, with what you've done? Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, broke it up you know i didn't stake it all for one length i st stake some to c come do a couple days after the big payday which is you know the big thing right it's coming up november 19th. november 19th yeah november 19th so can you you can't claim your bitcoin after that right At the adoption amplifier ends yeah there's no more uh t turning ethereum into hex directly in the contract the referral program ends, the free claiming ends. The only thing that is left is staking and that's it. Right. So yeah, I, I staggered a bunch of my stakes. I broke it up into about four batches, you know, some for <coughs> like uh, a year and 10 days, one for like two years, one for five years, I think. So just like I said, I was experimenting, see how it goes. And I just haven't really touched it. And then I DCA'd a little bit about four or five months back when it was a bit lower and stake that again for another year. So no problems. It's not like, you know, I'm itching to, you know, emergencies unstake. So I'm just patient, wait for it to go. No problems. All good. Now listen to what he did to the price. He bought, he moved the price up and then he can't sell some. He plans to sell soon, but how many other thousands of people have done exactly that? And as long as new people are onboarding, which I look and they always are, it could be the case that some large portion of the, the population performs a similar activity. And then you will obtain price appreciation because that is what happens when a bunch of people buy something and no one sells. It's just it's magic. Huddle. It's like, a, it's like a vacuum, like a black hole sucking in economic energy. <clears throat> How would you compare Hex to the, the raft of other uh, DeFi projects that have come into the, the space? Richard, what's your point of difference? Well, most of them are terribly insecure, but 
they're insecure in ways people don't understand. So you, you do see a lot of DeFi projects just get hacked outright because they didn't take security seriously enough or their developers were slightly stupid. Hex was delayed almost a year to get security right, which is why we have three audits, two security audits, one economics audit. Second, Hex has no admin keys, no off switch, no pause switch, and doesn't rely on a pricing feed run by a human anywhere else in the world. It's fully autonomous. If hex.com goes offline, I die. Everyone that's ever mentioned the word hex dies. We all spontaneously evaporate. The system continues to work fine. It is unstoppable. The code is on the blockchain. You can run it. You mint your own rewards. That's it. So in these other DeFi projects, they rely on price feeds. And those price feeds are just actually run by a couple guys. And those guys can just change whatever their server says and destroy tons of projects, nearly all of them. Then if those guys don't decide to kill the projects, the oracles, the, uh, because you know, you, you have your Ethereum blockchain and you want to know what the Bitcoin price is. Well, some server has to run a Bitcoin client and then look at order books and then tell the Ethereum network what that price is supposed to be. That guy can lie and break everything. That's what an oracle is. And the other thing is they have admin keys in most of these projects and the admins can just change everything. They can change the rules. They can change the contracts. They can change the code. And so what you end up with is fake decentralization with no censorship resistance. They're not robust, they're not redundant, it's garbage. But those things haven't failed often enough yet for people to go, oh yeah, that's why crypto exists, to remove middlemen, to get rid of risk, to make things more secure. They just, they don't learn, they're stupid. So I, I try and tell them these things and some people listen and they don't lose all their money and then other people don't listen and they lose all their money. So X is designed to be more secure and it also, it, I mean, the, the number of fuck ups that you've seen in other projects is crazy. You can barely keep a list of them all. Like dead bodies float by in the river constantly and Hex is just standing there strong. It's just hilarious. <clears throat> the only thing better than DeFi is C-DeFi, right? Well, I mean, the centralized guys are worried that they're going to not be able to be in the middle anymore and that's how they make a profit. So Binance makes profit on being in the middle of your transactions. So does every other exchange. Cryptocurrency was invented to kill and get rid of all of that. And that's what's so beautiful about Hex on Uniswap is that you can trade with thousands of other currencies with no middlemen and no counterparty risk. It's just you and the contract, you and the code, simple user interface. You don't, you can't get exit scammed. You, they can't run away with your money. It's beautiful. The most liquid market in the world for Ethereum USD is on Uniswap now, which if you want to use it for Hex, ethhex.com is a, is a good front end because Hex is integrated as, you know, a default pair. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. Like this decentralized finance is replacing centralized finance. And Uniswap is a special case. They don't have admin keys either. They have a very, on the version two, they have a very light admin key that lets them flip a switch to uh, remove profit from future LPs. But it's probably not ever going to get turned on because people will just switch to another fork of it that didn't have it. So it's like there's no admin key that can like hurt, break the system. And it can't retroactively screw anybody. It can just change the deal for new guys that, hey, if you want to add liquidity now, this uh, address gets like 15% of the, the new liquidity you add. So Uniswap's a special case, Hex is a special case, no admin keys, no oracles, very robust, very secure, no pause switch, no off switch. So if, if I can ask a question, uh, you mentioned that obviously that idea is like to create something that is better on on bitcoin and obviously we're we're now talking about like the staking the increasing value and and kind of like all the the return uh from having x 
are you uh, aware like do you know like if people like uh you know shops uh restaurant uh, e-commerce like people are also like start trading that or it's kind of like See, the majority of that everyone has this it's funny when you thinking you understand crypto is very easy actually understanding crypto is very hard people think that retail adoption is good for price they're 100% wrong retail adoption is actually bad for price why take gonzo there he bought he didn't sell Why? What's he going to sell for? Where are you going to use it? You're going to use it at uh, your car dealership to buy a car? No. You're going to buy coffee with it? No. So he does. He has less places to sell it. So he's really got to have a good reason to want to sell it. There's nothing enticing him with rewards and and you know discount points to to spend his hex. Well, that's good for the hex price. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Bitcoin price, which is up 1.1 million x right now, can you spend that anywhere? No. It's garbage. Can't spend it anywhere. But that's better for the price. If you if you instead imagine another world where Bitcoin's actually useful as a currency, or in this example, Hex is actually useful as a currency, and a lot of people adopt it. Okay, Mr. Joe retail guy comes and he buys some Hex. Price moves up a little bit. And then he gives it to a retailer and the retailer sells it and the price moves back down. And then who the fuck did that benefit? The price went up a little bit and then it went back down a little bit. There's not that much value in that which is the reason that gold is worth trillions of dollars and payment networks like PayPal are worth only billions. So being a payment network is nothing profitability wise compared to being a store of value. And stores of value are things that you buy and you hold and you're not in a rushed dump to give to some retailer so that he he can sell it for you. So actual retail adoption isn't that good for price. You'd be much better off being a store of value. And just for the record, we accidentally do payments better because we have higher throughput. You do 2,000 transactions per second on ZKSync.io with Hex. We've got cheaper fees. We've got faster block times. We've got a more robust and secure mining network. Like We do all that accidentally better, but that's not what I care about because that doesn't actually make the price go up. What makes the price go up is people buying and never selling. That's what makes the price go up. People that buy and then sell doesn't help very much. <clears throat> Understood. So for you, the, the main focus on that would be like that as many people as possible, obviously, uh, would uh, stake at that point. So the yeah. less uh, commercial usage there is, the better it will be for, for X. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's not bad, right? Because there's a float. So the latency between when they buy and they sell creates some partial demand. It's called a float. And it, it helps spread awareness with just brand recognition. But it, it's these are light things that help, right? Like like Bitcoin's helped lightly by the darknet, but it, the darknet's like less than one percent of the market cap's valuation of the system, so it helps a little bit. It's just not the meat and potatoes. It's like you know the butter on the bread. It's okay, but it's not the meal. If that makes sense. It does. <laughs> so uh, going back on the staking, another question on that. Like uh, you said that the max amount is like fifteen years. Um, mm -hmm. How is like the, the model over there? Like, uh, is there like a different tiers? Uh, is it like uh, every extra year it gives you like that extra 20%? Uh, yeah. If you stake more or less, does that change? Uh, can you yeah. explain a bit more of that? Sure. So it's a dynamic system, just like Bitcoin. If you're the only Bitcoin miner, you get all the inflation that year. If you're the only hex staker, you get all the inflation that year. <laughs> If you... so. Now you've got the system where you have to decide what user 
behaviors do you want to incentivize? Well, we want people to lock longer, just like they do at the bank. And how does the bank get you to do that? They give you 20% more interest every extra year that you lock. It falls off after a while. They, they stop paying you extra around, you know, 10 years, basically. Uh, but for the first couple of years, it's about 20% more per year. Well, in Hex, we do the same thing. And then what you have is a war for longer stakes. So if you're an average length, average size staker, there's technically no inflation in the system for you because you're the one that's getting the new coins. So there's, there's like 0% inflation for you if you're an average length, average size staker. So who are the people that are actually being diluted? The people that aren't staking at average length, average size. So they're, the stakers are virtually lending value through increased price due to reduced supply to the guys who aren't staked and who can harvest that price by selling at the market. So it's basically a virtual lending system, but there's no lending between parties. The, the, the lending mechanism is through the market with the reduction of supply. So if you have a, an increasing or static supply, uh, demand and you reduce the supply, which is what staking does, it burns the coins, then you're going to have increased price. And that increased price can only be harvested by people that have free coins that aren't staked. Does that make sense? So in, in this system, if, if everyone starts staking for a really long time, it reduces the payouts per person, and then you find an equilibrium. And then if, if not enough people are staking, it ramps up the rewards that those people get until it entices more people to participate. This is the same thing the Bitcoin network does for hash rate. It's, it's, a, it's a, a finite pool divided by people, and that pool is divided by how much hash rate you get. And hex is divided by how much hex you stake and how for how long. And long matters a lot. There's a little tiny, there's like a 1.1x you can get for maxing out at 150 million X, but you can get a 300%, a 3x. So you can get a 10% bonus for longer pays better, but you can get a three, a 200% bonus for, you can get a 10% bonus for bigger pays better. You can get a 200% bonus for longer pays better. So longer is greatly incentivized more so than, than bigger is. So Richard, the, the, the content we're making right now is for, a new series we started five weeks ago called One Bitcoin and 32 ETH. The reason we've given the show that title is uh, obviously it's not financial advice. People watching this, we have to say this constantly. But for us, we feel that having a, a Bitcoin and 32 Ethereum, uh, that's that's something that is important to us. Now, obviously, along the way, we're uh, we're looking at different projects. We're testing out the utility of these. Uh, we're trading them. We're you know, we're effectively, in many instances, sort of trading against Ethereum and Bitcoin to increase our stake in those. Now, obviously, there will be projects where we also think, okay, this is as good, possibly better along the way. Hence, having a chat to you today. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I want to understand now is Bitcoin and Ethereum have obviously been around for a while. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm confident that there isn't a bug in Bitcoin. Nothing's going to go horribly wrong. Uh, I think it will uh, go up in value. That's, that's my personal opinion. Uh, I also think you, Ethereum... You might want to rethink that particular opinion. Well, okay, we'll come to this in a moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to this in a moment. But my question for you is this. What are the risks associated? Jordan came into to Hex on, on day one. Uh, the two of us don't actually own any Hex. Um, mm -hmm. what, are the, what, what, what could go wrong? What could go horribly wrong with hex? Why? Why? How price could, could go to zero. Go, the funny thing is, actually, the price can't go to zero, which is funny. So when you use an automated market maker system like Uniswap, it's actually impossible to force the price to zero. It always has some value numerically, so it, it actually can't go to zero. But it could go so close to zero that 
that you would treat. Okay, it so as so for example, about, you've you've compared about, it to a, a a bank deposited account, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, your cash in the bank. Uh, you know, you were on with Simon Dixon the other day. Great, great interview, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, he's telling everyone, pull your money out of banks. It's not actually legally your money when you put it in there. Brilliant guy, by the way. Audience, uh, Simon Dixon, link below. Mm-hmm. Um, how, you know, really, where is my safety net with 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 Hex? What, could there be a run on the bank, so to yeah. speak? Yeah. Yes, the price can go to zero. Do you know what other... So. <laughs> Let me tell you about cryptocurrency. I'm one of the only, I'm actually the only guy that explains this to people. Every cryptocurrency dumps. Bitcoin's dumped 85% numerous times. It dumped 65% in two weeks, just a few months ago. When it was supposed to act as a hedge against volatility in the stock market, by the way. But when the stock market dumped, Bitcoin dumped way fucking harder. Correct. Altcoins dropped 95%. So right now, uh, Ethereum had a high of $1,500, but you can buy it for $340 right now. It's down 70%. Bitcoin had a high of $20,000 several years ago. You can still buy it for eleven grand right now. So where's your fucking safety net in the blue chips, bro? You don't have one. There's no safety net in crypto. Is the safety net in uh, Hex better in your opinion? I think it's more secure. I think it's more resistant to inflation bugs, of which Bitcoin has had two and had to roll back the chain once. And the last inflation bug about a year ago was found by Bitcoin Cash developer, and he could have minted as many free Bitcoin as he wanted for free, but instead disclosed the vulnerability. Bitcoin is spaghetti code. It takes a year to even get up to speed to try and make a commit to improve it because it's so fucking complex and non-modular. And the wallet and the consensus network is touching each other. It's bullshit. There's no spec you can write to. It's, it's, it's actually not good software. I mean, it's better than all the other garbage that's in blockchain, but... It's like, it. You, if you have good software, you have bug bounty program. Ain't no bug bounty program in Bitcoin. If you have good software, you have security audits. There's no security audits in Bitcoin. Hex has two security audits. It's a more secure system with its consensus network isolated. It's consensus code isolated in a smart contract no one can edit. And then you can't fuck it up accidentally when you're trying to network, improve the network. It's very hard to fuck up. But in Bitcoin, it's very easy to fuck up. They made the networking a little faster, introduced a inflation bug, which really means you can mint as many free coins as you want. And that someone caught it, not even on the Bitcoin dev team. Someone else caught it, the Bitcoin cash developer team. And that's how risky Bitcoin is. So if you're, if you're into crypto for lack of risk, you're fucked. It's risky. You taught me a hell of a lot about Bitcoin. So I'm just, you know, maybe it'd be good to clarify at this point. Uh, you know, when you launched Hex, I have heard you say many times that you're still a fan of Bitcoin. You, you know, you're still out mm-hmm. there promoting it. Has that changed? Is Lately. it now or? Well, yeah, it's changed because Bitcoin sucks now. So I, when I promoted Bitcoin, Bitcoin hasn't changed. Why? Why does it suck? Oh now? shit! Nothing's changed. Oh shit! When I when I promoted Bitcoin, there was a block size increase on the fucking roadmap from blockchain. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I agree with you. Uh, uh, you know, hence calling my brand hard forking. I found it fascinating that you could take that code and go, "Well, fuck you. You guys don't want to increase the block size. We'll go do this." You know, your 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 chats with Roger Veer wanted some of some of the better material out there. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, we would all love. To, uh, I mean, the Lightning Network was just hacked again yesterday. By the way, there's more Bitcoin wrapped in Ethereum by a mag- order of magnitude or more than there is in the Lightning Network. Layer yeah. two Bitcoin is called Ethereum. But Richard, it's, would it's you would, even... Richard, would you accept that Bitcoin now 
has in a strange way has sort of got to that point where nobody could agree what was happening with it therefore it's almost been given that sort of hardened commodity like value it's not going to change we know what it is now it's you know we're not going to buy fucking coffee with it it, it, it potentially is going to be that store of value in the future or are you saying it's a bag of shit and we should all buy here Come on. you have to understand what actually made the bitcoin price go up in the beginning, the only people that bought Bitcoin were people that hated the government. Gold bugs. That's it. Then Wall Street found it. And they were like, oh, shit, let's launch this on the CME. And so they FOMO'd in and they bought their bags. And then as soon as it launched on the CME, it dumped from 20K to 3K. From the day. The day it launched was the 20K day. Down to 3K. Then a Ponzi scheme found it, called Plus Token. And they pumped it from 3K to 14K. Yeah, and their founders got arrested. To, to call that 8K to 14K because of Plus Token. Well done on that one, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have known about it if there wasn't for this girl on Twitter that, called that market Wan. behaved so irrationally at that point. It made no yeah. sense. You were literally the only person that called that out. So, yeah, hats off to you on that. Thanks, man. So, the gold bugs fomoed in, then Wall Street fomoed in. And then we had the, the serial Ponzi scheming bullshit promise coin sellers, all the ICOs, they FOMO'd in and the soy boys FOMO'd in with the venture capital guys into ETH. And then, okay, they all got wrecked, right? Ethereum dropped 95%, Bitcoin dropped 85%. So you basically just cycle through pockets of people that haven't bought in yet. That's the fucking reality. Now that those people have uh, had some time to earn some money and have bags of money to capture from them again, you see the same thing happening again, except this time, instead of ICOs on Ethereum, it's DeFi on Ethereum. That's the new thing. And now there's thousands of new ticker symbols. Off, true, we did, yeah, that's true. Um, so now people are investing in thousands of ticker symbols and getting financially destroyed, but that money that they're giving to these scammers to be financially destroyed, the scammers are tending to keep in Ethereum. So the Ethereum price has been beating the shit out of the Bitcoin price. So Ethereum is up two and a half or three X higher than Bitcoin from the COVID-19 drop. When Bitcoin dropped 85, uh, 65% in two weeks, Ethereum's rise two or three times higher. Why? Because Ethereum is where everything is happening. It's where all the new coins are launching. It's where all the new exchanges are launching. It's where all of the new innovation is. It's where the layer two is. It's where the rep Bitcoin is. It's where Hex is. It is where everything is. I and agree. if you believe- Yeah, yeah. If you believe that people just buy these fucking ticker symbols because they want to get rich, well, how many ticker symbols are they buying on the Bitcoin network? Fuck all, nothing. But how many tickers are they buying on the Ethereum network? I mean, Uniswap, people, so Hex popularized Uniswap. We were 40% of their volume for a long time. The Uniswap token got created as a response to a shitcoin copy of it, by the way. So something called SushiSwap made a fork of their project and tried to steal away their liquidity. And then they had to make a new token to respond to that one to steal all the liquidity back. Pretty hilarious. Well, that duct taped on bullshit token, which doesn't even actually function, its function is to do voting. No vote has ever been proposed and is unlikely to be because it requires like $100 million to create a vote and like a couple hundred million to win it, something like that. It's, it's silly. Um, that token yes, so I've was heard given. I've everyone to sell their unis to, uh, to buy Hex. Yeah, yeah and, when, and now the price is down 70% from what I told them to sell. So. The only ones that can vote are the centralized exchanges that created all the leverage on it. So they're going to kind of to create really, 
I mean, look, only 15% of the supply is out right now. Within four years, the rest of the supply will come out and it's given to all the VC token holder guys. So the VC funder guys have a huge pre-mine. So like it's <laughs> the founders are really the only people that are going to be able to vote. Um, anyway, so but that can, bullshit. Can I, just, can, I just, can I just come back to one thing and then I'm going to put sure. some on the spot here. Yeah. Look. You know, for, for, for me, Bitcoin is going from strength to strength for the simple fact that, you know, it's got that network effect. People are aware of it now. People are mm -hmm. terrified about what is happening to, well, potentially going to happen to the money they have in the bank. Uh, everyone knows the equity markets are a fucking joke now. I mean, there's not even a word we can apply to it, whether it's capitalism, socialism. This is uncharted territory we're in. People are looking at, at, at crypto now. They're looking for different places to park money to, to preserve the, the wealth that they've built up over a lifetime of toil. Uh, they're terrified. Um, and I think a lot of people are taking Bitcoin very seriously. And for me, that's mm -hmm. why it probably will appreciate in value. In fact, I'm sure. pretty damn sure of that. I agree so with all that. I, I want to come back to, you know, and I we'll just do it less than other things. I massively respect you. And I know the Bitcoin community have torn you to, to shreds. Not that I think you give a fuck. Um, so the Ethereum guys, so does everybody that doesn't read the goddamn white paper for people yeah. that aren't willing to actually open their brains and learn. Like I know more than them. I'm smarter than them. I've been at this longer than them, but they don't understand that I'm better than they are. So they don't open their fucking minds and listen to the education I have for them. Sure. Like it's, it's just hilarious to me. You ask me like, what does Hex do? I don't know. Ponzi. Okay. But what does it do? I don't know. Well then why the fuck are you yelling if you don't know? No, I'm going to, I'm going to put Stefano on the spot right now. Uh, you know, we, he's, he, he's, uh, he, he might not say much, or at least he hasn't in this chat so far, but uh, he knows his stuff. Uh, one thing we both agree on is, you know, the, the, you're a fantastic marketer personally, but, you know, the, the big payday chat on the website and so forth, it just, it, what, what, what was the terminology you used, Stefano? So I, uh, basically like Sean made me watching a lot of your interviews and so on. Uh, they're, they're amazing, by the way. I, I, I really you. find that like very cool. Um, but the main question that I have, like, because obviously in these interviews, you're, you're explaining acts in, in a very good way, but then I'm looking at the website why that UI? Why that choice of terminology? Where is that coming from? Which one? Which term? Uh, the fact like that, for example, you have like the big payday that is coming in. Uh, um, yep. And then like at the bottom, you have like all those ads of like the, the big numbers of like the return and so on. Yep. Um, yep. Now, is that because like what you mentioned earlier, that like people are ultimately just interested on the money and the return. And so that's- yeah, ev everyone, everyone, in crypto, everyone in crypto is a hypocrite piece of shit. I'm the guy that actually speaks the truth and then I get attacked for it. The only reason anyone buys fucking cryptocurrency is because they want to get fucking witch fucking quickly, period, period. Unless you're on the dark net and there ain't but 1% of people playing with that. So I know why people really buy crypto and I speak to their concerns. Here is the price chart. Here is the likelihood it goes to zero. Look at the volatility. This is all disclosed on the Hex homepage. Hex talks about you're going to sit through dips. Price is going to dip could go to zero, could go so close to zero that, you know, it might as well be. That's on the fucking homepage of Hex. Is that on the homepage of any other website? If you go to Bitcoin.org, does it talk about the 85% dips? No, they pretend the price doesn't exist because they're lying, scamming fucks. People get hurt by this fucking price. People bought 20K. I'm the guy that told you that was the top. I'm the guy that saved your fucking ass. They're the guys that were happy to sell you into the fire. And Ethereum did the same shit. The Ethereum Foundation sold 
the $1,500 fucking peak. They helped make that the top. They sold that shit. And they even brag about it like it's some fucking claim to fame that they dumped on everyone's heads. I find that fucking disgusting. So I'm out there telling people about the real I guess where we were going with this is it it just, it looks a bit scammy and cheesy. Yes, it does. But that's because everyone else is a hypocritical piece of shit. If you go to Ethereum's website, they pretend the price doesn't exist. Do you think that the price doesn't exist? Because the rest of the world, that's all they care about. How dare you make a website about a fucking product that doesn't speak to the only thing that anybody participating in it actually gives a fuck about? Have, what is the likelihood this shit is going to zero? Show me the fucking chart. What is the liquidity? How can I analyze the trades? How can I see whether it's likely to go up or not? How can I, like Hex has the most honest and open trades in all of cryptocurrency. You can see every single person that bought, every single person that sold, what else they're holding, whether they made money, whether they lost money, how long they're staking for, how many referrals they had, who referred them. You can see fucking everything. We have the best stats in all of DeFi, the best stats of all, all of cryptocurrency. So I'm sorry that everyone else is a hypocritical piece of shit that thinks that their Ponzi schemes aren't Ponzi schemes because they don't write the fucking price on the homepage or talk about the historical price performance. There's one person in cryptocurrency that tells you that Bitcoin's up 1.1 million X right now, and it's fucking me. Me. I'm the guy that tells the truth about it. Nobody else says that because they're stupid. They don't read the fucking chart. The chart says Bitcoin's up 1.1 million X right now from a fucking penny. And Hex is only up about... 50x 60x from january 5th versus the dollar well how much more legs do you think it has ethereum did 10,000 x more than 10,000 x on kraken when it went from 15 cents to 1500 dollars in less than two and a half years those are the actual real fucking numbers but i'm supposed to feel bad and demonize because i tell you the truth and show you the fucking chart and show you the real potential and guess what what i said came goddamn true I said 2020 could be a year where ETH outperforms Bitcoin, Bitcoin outperforms a dollar, and Hex outperforms both. And if you look at the 2020 chart, Hex is the number one appreciating high market cap coin in the fucking world. You go to nomics.com, it's top 22, top 23. You go to coinpaprika.com, it's like top 26. Everything I said has been right. And everyone that every single hater that's talked shit has been wrong. And I demand respect now. I demand my fucking respect now. They were all wrong. I was right. And I continue to be. So I'm sorry that other, other things that talk about price end up being scams, but I'm not going to let that censor my fucking spree speech to tell the truth because people care about the fucking price. And, and why not? Why shouldn't they? <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's amazing in an answer. Like, I love it. Um, <laughs> qu- question on that, like, if, because obviously, like, the, there is, like, a little bit of... Uh... Oh, one more thing. Uh, what, go- is, what is owning a business? It's designing a system that accrues value for shareholders. That is what business design is. Every fucking business is designed to appreciate in value, period. And so I designed a cryptocurrency that was designed to appreciate in value, just like Bitcoin was. The fucking happening where the inflation rate drops every four years ain't in the white paper, bro. So the first pump of mental in cryptocurrency, the happening, designed only to make the fucking thing appreciate, does Satoshi eat shit and get yelled at for that? That's hilarious to me because when I design something that's supposed to accrue value, I get fucking yelled at. And now Ethereum's trying to catch up with Hex. Ethereum's like, you know what? We need coin burning. We need EIP 1559 to help drive the value up. Hex has coin burning, motherfucker. Already driving the value up. Nice for Ethereum to try and catch up. You know what else Ethereum wants? Uh, Ethereum, you know what? We could use some staking to help lock those coins up so to help the price. Oh, you guys are going to fucking do some staking. Well, guess who's already got staking? Hex. So everyone out there that talks shit 
is a fucking hypocrite and is just doing now trying to copy what fucking Hex did. This is hilarious to me. Hilarious. And by the way, this is Ethereum, guys. Okay. World computer, no processing power, garbage. Uh, distributed autonomous organizations, complete and total failure. Most of them hacked. Uh, unstoppable code, really? Because you just increased the S load price in gas by 3x and broke a lot of contracts, fuckers. So, yeah, the code stopped. Oh, oh, DeFi now. This one will actually work, is the nice part, because it has product market fit. People use this shit for speculation, and therefore, we already see massive adoption. There's no question it's going to work. It's already working. But all that other shit, that was scam shit, promise shit, bullshit. They were wrong. And do they fucking apologize? Nope. Okay, Still perfect. Sitting so, down 70% so on price. Down 70%. I want to jump in on, on this bit here. I, I think it'd be great to, for you, to, you two to have a bit of a chat on this. Uh, Stefano runs a, a, a business utilizing the, the, the blockchain for, uh, for setting up companies. I'm uh, issuing, issuing equity in my business. Uh, utilizing uh, his uh, smart company, so to speak. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Richard, you you've actually got a real business. Every, everyone else watching this, uh, you're correct. It's all about price appreciation. What I'd love to discuss now is where is where is blockchain at, in your opinion? What what has been achieved uh, in the last decade, and and you know wh wh where are we going to go? What, what, what have we got you, coming forward? Um, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts here? I mean, I've heard you say many, many times, uh, it's, it's a load of bullshit, a, a database is better. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for me, I, from the mid nineties, I was working in deploying the infrastructure for the, for the internet, uh, Cisco networks, Nortel uh, switches, et cetera. I sort of compare what I'm seeing now where, you know, we've got uh, Mike Hearn and, and R3, we've got these conglomerates of banks moving on to, onto that particular network. It's almost like VPNs, enterprise networks back in the mid nineties. That's the way I sort of see this playing out. Uh, we, you know, we're far from ending up on one public blockchain. Richard, where do you think we're going? Uh, what, what is the promise of blockchain? Where, 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 are we, where are we at right now and where are we going? Mostly a Ponzi scheme, mostly a Ponzi scheme, which is fine because if you keep having oscillating Ponzi scheme with boom and bust bubble, boom and bust bubble, boom and bust bubble, but you keep ratcheting higher every time, eventually you end up with enough economic mass to be a serious contender versus global currencies. So if the only way to bootstrap enough liquidity is for a bunch of speculators to get wrecked over and over and over again, fine. That's how it's going to be. Better they get wrecked in this and help create something beautiful in the world than wrecked in Enron or Theranos or Madoff's uh, garbage. Like there's all types of ways to get wrecked in finance. This one actually ends up making peer-to-peer -peer open source cryptography and giving power back to the people. So that's nice. Uh, blockchain is just a very slow, very expensive database that has the benefit of censorship resistance unless you fall for the fake ones. And sometimes you can reduce your censorship resistance for higher throughput using federated security model where you just have like 20 servers instead of 10,000. And that seems to work for a lot of people because I've never seen any federated 20 server system shut down by the government yet. So that might be a high enough security level. We don't really know. Depends on how the threats evolve. So when you start to duct tape on your stupid token sales pitch, like I told you that uni airdrop token, right now, if you ever used hexdex.win, which is a fork of uni, uh, or normal Uniswap or whatever, you can claim $1,300 free. If you ever used it, as a matter of fact, if you ever tried to use it and your transaction got rejected, you still get $1,300 free. People say there's no such thing as free money. 
<laughs> millions of dollars was given to hex holders literally for free by the unique token airdrop okay. and you can still claim it now and you can claim it forever and as long as you used uniswap before september 1st Richard, I'll come back to my question though. I mean, obviously we're reviewing Hex here. Uh, we're sure. going we're we're to follow your project uh, mm -hmm. for the next few months. We'll look at the yeah. utility. We'll, 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 we'll discuss the price appreciation on, on mm -hmm. a weekly basis. Uh, but I want to come back to the question I just asked you. Where do you see blockchain going? Um, yeah, it's all Ponzi right now, I, I except for throughput. We have higher throughput with ZK rollups and optimistic rollups where you have 1,000 TPS per. Let, let, me, let me be more precise. What about putting every, what about the tokenization of everything? Bonds, stocks, you know, really, really removing uh, those. That, the, the, it's the mostly illegal. It's mostly illegal. Currently. So, yeah, and, and but, will continue but, to be so because so the only. The most advanced jurisdiction for the tokenization of securities is the state of Delaware in the United States, where they passed a law that said that you could have the uh, ledger for shareholders on a blockchain. But caveat, we don't really care about that. We really only care about the ledger kept at the license transfer agent, in which there's only a couple of those that have been licensed. And you can do whatever you want on your blockchain shit, but it doesn't matter. The, the actual record that matters is it this guy's physical ledger that we can go kick his door down if we want the license transfer agent so so as long as you as long as you have a registered transfer agent none of this blockchain shit matters at all it's all duct taped on garbage because you'll take your shares and be like okay uh, i'm transferring my shares on the blockchain now okay i did it i transferred my shares on the blockchain and then the dude in delaware is like yeah i don't give a fuck I, i'm gonna pretend you didn't now what you lose and you will lose because that's what the law says so tokenization, tokenizing things is only useful for censorship resistance and regulatory arbitrage. So when you tokenize fiat and create stable coins, it creates regulatory arbitrage because people can trade them amongst themselves without having to go through the fucking middlemen. Okay, well, there's a useful regulatory arbitrage play where tokenization has worked. Why? Because people do want to censor currency transactions. But does anyone actually want to censor your fucking I own XYZ percent of a company transaction? No, no one's trying to censor that shit. So it's, it's mostly fantasy garbage, which is the reason you've seen no adoption. Blockchain, blockchain has been around for 10 years. You see no adoption anywhere at all because it sucks. It sucks. The only thing that's good about this shit is the price goes up and that it's resistant to censorship. So when you try and put your, your shipping manifests inventory data on the blockchain, you're wasting your goddamn time. Use a normal database with fucking logs. <laughs> you can see who tried to fuck with it in the logs, right? It, it's, it, Amazon does 50% all commerce on the internet. Do they use the blockchain? Nope, but they'll sell it to your ass. You can buy it on AWS, have fun, but they don't need that shit. And they're 50% all the internet's commerce. They don't fucking need it. Nobody needs it. It's garbage. It's a slow, shitty, expensive database with invisible data rot where you manually have to take another computer to check that the stupid, shitty blockchain actually wrote the data you told it to, and it's still fucking there, and it didn't get forked away. It's garbage. Like, it, it absolutely sucks. <clears throat> so uh, a question on that, like, would you, would you say that then, like, the all the, the development that, that has been done on like the, the layer twos or Ethereum 2.0 and, and all of those things, are those basically just making the, the system more uh, scalable or faster so that uh, trading can happen in a better way? That's, that's kind of like, that's it? Mostly, yeah. Mostly. Yep. 
And they do open up new use cases. So if you want to do microtransactions, then you can do that on a layer two. If you want to do NFT art bullshit, you can do that on a layer two. If you want to do uh, incentive programs and loyalty programs, you can do that on a layer two. That stuff's all great, right? And when the layer two fails, you just have to wait a week to get your money back out into layer one. That's fucking great. That's huge progress. I, I really do like that. But does it cause the price to go up? No, actually it increases the velocity of money and increased velocity means reduced value. So you can look up the velocity of money on Wikipedia and see how they're related. If, if there's less velocity, this is what Hex does. It reduces velocity by causing lockups. And then when people want the currency, they have to buy it from somebody else, which causes the price to, to go up. If the velocity is high, then it's easier to get it. Then it's virtually increased the supply. So these these high through look i can list you a bunch of high throughput systems that are ghost chains no one needs the throughput they're just empty most blockchains are empty so there's a shitload of throughput there why aren't people using it it's nearly free because no one fucking needs it it's garbage no one needs it so like the the, the only breakthrough that's actually happening in blockchain recently is zk rollups optimistic rollups which give you a thousand or two thousand transactions per second per server instance per system and uh, DeFi, which is replacing a centralized fucks. So the thickest order book for Ethereum USD in the world is on Uniswap. That is amazing. That is decentralized peer-to-peer -peer, unstoppable code replacing the fucking exit scam and getting hacked all the time, middlemen, garbage, send me selfies, assholes, getting, getting replaced. That's beautiful. So th that is the system that has generated the most billionaires in cryptocurrency. If you look at who really makes money in cryptocurrency, it's exchange founders, token founders, and holders. And that's it. Maybe like one or two traders. The vast majority of traders get destroyed, annihilated. <clears throat> so what have we got on blockchain then that will potentially improve people's lives and options? Uh, well, tons of shit. I mean, like if you're in into trading and finance, a lot of things. But if you're into like pretending that we need to put houses on the blockchain, it, that shit don't work. Hey, the ocean came and swallowed this house. Okay, well, you have to update the blockchain. Okay, well, who do we trust to update it? This guy. Okay, well, then just let that guy run that shit in a SQL database and call it a day because you already trust that guy. Or you have a system that no human can edit, and then when the when there's an act of God and the house gets swallowed into the ocean, you can't update the fucking system. So anytime there's analog to digital conversion where a human being has to measure something and tell the blockchain what's going on, you can forget about using a fucking blockchain because that guy will just lie. That's the Oracle problem I told you about earlier. So Uniswap doesn't use Oracles. It is an Oracle. Hex doesn't use Oracles. It is an Oracle. So, you know, any, anytime you're relying on analog to digital conversion by a human, you're fucked. Oh, also, what if you put the New York Stock Exchange records on a blockchain they had to roll that shit back too because they accidentally published bad price feed data, the New York Stock Exchange itself. So even if you're the best, most honest blockchain in the world, you need to go edit that shit when the real world changes. So any anything that has these humans and oracles in the way, I find gross and a huge waste. Things that don't have those things in the way, like Uniswap, Hex, Monero, ZK Rollup, ZK Snark, ZK Sync.io, uh, all that stuff, that's all huge, great progress. And, and attacking and reducing the profit margins of people that milk their users for billions of dollars. If Coinbase is worth a billion dollars, where'd they get the billion dollars from? Regulatory arbitrage took it out of the pockets of their customers. Do we need it? Yes. But do they make too much money? Yes. So Richard, I'm assuming you've, uh, you know, a lot of this chat's been about 
all anyone cares about is making money and fair enough yes. uh, we yep. will do uh you i would imagine have done pretty well for yourself in this space. i retired at the age of 25 in 2003 i've been retired for fucking 15 years well, i wouldn't say you retired I, 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 you seem to be awake 24 7. <laughs> my retirement looks very active content constantly yeah. Oh, I mean, no, you're not retired. I mean, I took 10 years off and showed my thumb up my ass and played video games, but then I started doing stuff again, like 2011. Or no, I mean, I started mining Bitcoin for fun in 2011, but like, I guess I started producing content for crypto. What, like what, what's motivating you now, mate? I mean, you, you know, you've, I, really, I mean, retirement is uh, sitting under a palm tree and becoming an alcoholic. Um, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what's motivating you now? Well, I've, I've always wanted to do the best I can do. And, you know, I've got a book called SciVive, which you can download for free now, the draft version, uh, t.me forward slash SciVive, where I tell people all of the smart stuff that I know, how to get rich, how to write ads, how to hire people, how to, what business to go into, yeah. good ways to lift weights, you name it. It's all there. Why, why, is your hair, why does your ass have hair on it? How do you pee without the spraying everywhere? This is all in the book. Like interesting things oh, you're like oh keep me up huh. richard yeah so <laughs> actually like, we, we share a passion I, I know you're a you're a big fan of uh over to gray and the sands yeah. institute yeah. Uh, i was telling to well that's the goal so if i'm already rich and i've already been rich and the stuff like the only cool thing i got recently is i got a, a new pillow for my back here that's it that's like so okay prices have gone up 100x launched a new crypto all this shit like my life doesn't change what gets you out of bed i mean obviously you have a, a you know a real passion for for what you're doing I think right now glory glory i want hex to dominate <laughs> and crush every other cryptocurrency period i want it to be the number one value market cap crypto and then i want it to transcend that i want to see hex change the world totally that's what's driving me currently and the fact that everyone is a disrespectful hater just brings more joy to my eyes because the next time Hex makes a new all-time high, I'm just going to shove it down everyone's throats again. Last time we were doing the constant new all-time high train, I had to change my username every couple hours because we were up so many extra X that day. I just can't wait to start murdering them with that role again. We're like, hey, everybody. Revenge. Revenge. Is that yeah. what you're hearing? Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm significance driven, man. I wear a bunch of jewelry. I, I socially signal. I speak loudly. I, I care about the respect of my peers. I do. And that gives my peers control over me. So I try and choose my peers very wisely. It's, it's a healthy and wholesome thing that stops you from doing a Michael Jackson psychopath thing. A lot of people retire and fucking rot away because they just don't care about other people's opinion that much. If you care about what smart people think, it puts a hedge in you and keeps you in a good place. So, you know, I'm unlikely to do the eccentric billionaire disappearing act, right? Because I like hanging out with people and getting feedback and, you know, doing the best I can. The, uh, the, the thing about, so I've been retired since 2003. I started trying to volunteer for the Sense Foundation. Retired. Stop it. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> you, you were, I, I, I you, traveled the world in a hotel for five idea. years. You're, you're a terrible retiree. True. So like, I, I want to live longer, but I don't, so I'm not so excited about dieting. Well, okay. Then I need pills and technology. And so does everyone else. So yeah. my grandparents are dead. My dog's dead. Parents ain't in good shape. And then I'm next on the chopping block. And then everyone I know, well, when are we going to put up a fight? 
I'm not doing anything with extra money anyway, and you can let's still talk, get rich investing in biotech let's, anyway. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this because I know mm-hmm. you um, volunteered at the the, the Sands Institute. Um, yeah. I've actually got my mother on um, uh, NMN. I'm sure you're cool. familiar with uh, with, with yeah. that molecule. Uh, yeah. What, what do you take? What, what's your sort of... Well, I mean, look, I hope David Sinclair's NMN stuff works out better guy, than, eh? his last, than his last resveratrol kick did. And he's at the forefront. And, yep. you know, single molecule activators of SIRT pathways, which simulate calorie restriction in mammals is great because it's the only thing we know that actually extends mammalian lifespan reliably. Yep. But the gains you get in shorter lived animals greatly exceed the gains that you get in longer lived ones. So, you know as a, a healthy human being, you might get a 10 or 15%, which is fabulous. But as a mouse, you could get like a 60%. Mm. And as like a, you know, fruit fly, you could get like 200% shit like that. But what do you, so you do get to me? Well, nothing. I'm, I'm more of an Aubrey Gray type without the beer. So Aubrey doesn't take anything. I don't take anything. He drinks a lot more beer than I do. We're waiting on something good enough to take. Maybe NMN is that. So after the launch phase is complete, I should be able to, so I got the book sci back from the editor. I need to review his edits so far in my light browsing. It looked good. Slap a cover on it, which is like half done now, I guess, um, but slow going. And then, uh, you know, kind of rotate into helping Syvive do well because having more money is not going to make me live longer. It's just not. But having better technology available will. And so I want to start pushing that angle harder. So I, I want to transition into talking more about Syvive and I would get even more press. I mean, I would, I would get more press from the general public for SciVive than I have gotten for Hex. And then if I talk about them both at the same time, yeah, I founded a billion dollar cryptocurrency and I've been supporting longevity research for over a decade. And I wrote this amazing book that'll help you do all the same stuff I did. How's that sound? You know, like, so I, I want to get the SciVive thing going within the next six months, like publish the book. Like I could, my, I could do it probably quicker, but. Right now, I just care about Hex. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, I want I want to see Hex going insanely viral on its own, and it has the tools to do that. Shittier, shittier things have done better spreading. So, Plus Token, Cloud Token, BitConnect, just straight scams have gone viral. I want something that's beautiful and honest to go viral, which by the way, has outperformed the ball in price, has outperformed the ball in durability, has outperformed the ball in features. It, it should annihilate all I think of we things. can. I think we can sort of wrap up the hex chat just on, on, on what you've just said here. This is what's always kind of worried me about your, sometimes your narrative comes across as, uh, you know, this we've got what, 5,000 plus different tokens in, in the crypto space. And you've, mm-hmm. you know, so many times I've heard you say, they're a fucking joke. You know, this is just Most of them are, better. Yeah. I've got these fundamentals. You know, why the hell yep. you buy this over that absolute mm-hmm. dog shit? And I agree with that. You know, we've reviewed, I think, eight projects so far. I think you're you're the ninth. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm super interested. I you know, I followed you for a number of years. I know Jordan got in on day one. I'll ask uh, Stefano his thoughts in a moment. But yeah, look, I'm interested. But well, t- I'll tell you what. Talk about look at the things you can measure. Dog shit. What's the real, is there a real innovation here, Richard? Is there something yeah. super special that we can finish this chat on? Sure. Yep. What- it's the world's first actual implementation of the second most popular product of the bank, the time deposit. All the other staking that you hear about in cryptocurrency or all the funds that are locked up, it's fake. They're not locked. You can remove them whenever you want. If there's no time component, 
then there's no locking value. You can just, it's just like your wallet, your wallet, you can move your money whenever you want. Oh, you put some money as a liquidity provider you swap, you can remove it whenever you want. Oh, you, you're mining some, whatever, you can remove it whenever you want. That's not actual locking. That's not how CDs work. CDs monetize the time value of money. So Hex is the first thing, you know, if you're a kid and you want to do well in school, you need to delay gratification. The majority of personal development is choose the longer term thing over the shorter term thing. So all of what works in life is delaying gratification. That's what Hex is. It's the embodiment of delaying gratification. It's got a better domain name. Hex.com is better than Bitcoin compound word.com. Brand logo, better. Go in our chat room, 20,000 members, better. Menu that pops up with frequently asked questions. What, you know, is there going to be a dump on the big payday? Uh, you know, how do I get in without uh, getting wrecked? Hash, you know, exclamation mark uh, deal. All these, all these things that we have, no other cryptocurrency has them. So we have more YouTubers making more videos. We've got like, there's so much amazing things going on in this system from an adoption and marketing perspective. And it, it addresses a larger market than Bitcoin does. Bitcoin just does currency. That's it. Hex does currency and time deposits and nothing else does time deposits. Just it's unanswered market. It's amazing. Right now, if you're an average length, average uh, size staker, you're getting 28% per year interest right now. Now multiply that times the USD gains and you're looking at like hundreds of times profit. That's insane. And it's in the, the, you could keep going with that. That it's Ethereum did a 10,000 X with crappier, uh, everything. Ethereum, like their dream didn't even, it was just a scam. Like, oh, look, you can buy this ICO, that ICO, and this ICO, and that ICO. And everyone just lost all their money. Hex is the only honest real project tells you why it was developed, what it was designed to do. Oh, look, it actually did it and has no security failures at all. It's hundred percent uptime. It's beautiful. Like it's absolutely amazing. You have to try it. Okay. Go to hex.com. I mean, on, the, on that note, I'm going to throw it over to uh, to my co-host here, Jordan. You, uh, you've obviously been in there from, from day one for the purposes of the show we're making. Uh, if anyone would like to donate some hex to us for the purposes of the show so we can actually follow it on a weekly basis. That's good idea. Uh, we'll put a link below where I've heard you talk about the tragedy of the commons, which uh, I know only too well after spending six figures on providing Bitcoin for three years and getting nothing back from the community. There you go. Uh, yep. Yeah. So let's see, uh, Hex, Hex people out there, we will uh, follow your project on the weekly. Send us 10 bucks. Uh, it's anything, just so we can follow it on the weekly. Jordan, you've, you've been in from day one. Uh, tell us, are you going to buy more? Stick with what you got? Uh, any questions for Richard at this point? Yeah, the only question that I have, you know, as we talk about Bitcoin, you know, it's like a dinosaur now, right? And it's what, 10 years old? So if people are locking up for 15 years, like who's to say that Ethereum doesn't become obsolete in five years? Like what's, yep. and the code is locked for hex, right? So what happens? Yep. All you the, do is airdrop the system state to the, the substrate of your choice. So Seven of the top 11 market cap cryptocurrencies launched on or primarily use Ethereum. Many of them transitioned to their own mainnets. EOS launched as a B, as a ERC-20 token. Now they have their own mainnet. BNB launched as an ERC-20. They have their own mainnet. Uh, Tether launched on Bitcoin and then moved primarily to Ethereum. And now they have USDT over a lot of different blockchains. 
uh, TRX launches an ERC-20, has their own mainnet. So all that matters is that you have community consensus to airdrop the system state to a new network. So you could be, it could be a layer two uh, built on top of Ethereum. So we've seen uh, some projects already doing contract-based layer two in addition to just ERC-20. So I know Synthetics just did one. Uh, and another one today did one on layer two as well. So Hex could be, uh, consensus could be found to move it to a layer two on Ethereum or an Ethereum fork or any of the other blockchain platforms which support Solidity code of which there are a dozen. So there, there is no threat. Like if Ethereum dies, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you'll have a hiccup with like things being slower while people figure out the transition to a new network. But this has been done numerous times by numerous other billion dollar projects. It's not actually that hard. Does that make sense? Yep, totally. Do you know how we airdrop Bitcoin holders hex? Yeah. You, would you would just airdrop the new, uh, the new network, the old sure. tokens. So. Okay. That was, for me, that was just like a big gap in the narrative. You know, we kept talking yeah. about how everything's obsolete and like, okay, well, we're locking up on Ethereum for 15 years. Well, well Ethereum also has all the new scaling development. So it's, it's the correct platform for numerous bunch of reasons. We're not beta testing someone else's crap where, oh, look, all these hacks. People already lost a lot of millions to make this secure. So now it's secure. So we're on the secure thing. And the thing that has all the liquidity and the thing that has all the on-chain exchange and the thing that has all the stable coins and the thing that has all the innovation... That's where Hex is. It's a beautiful place to be. If for some reason that changes, then consensus can be found to airdrop system state. But I, I don't think that that will be required anytime soon. Stefano, a week ago when I said we're going to be talking to, uh, to Richard about Hex, you took a cursory look and your immediate response was, geez, that looks like a scam. After this chat, has that thinking changed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so my, my entire path was like, I have to apologize for that because, like, they both follow you for a long time i actually had no idea to be honest <laughs> so i had to good. like uh pick up and document it and the first thing that i did was like uh checking on twitter on my following and there was one guy that i'm following that actually like mentioned that uh as like he invested in x he took it out from there and his tweet was like i removed that because it looks like a scam and then uh i look at the website and i don't know the that UI, I understand that from like the, the story and how you're putting that down. It makes completely sense. But as someone that obviously had no information whatsoever, looking at that at the first second, I was like, mm, I don't know. That looks like kind of weird. It is unfortunate that so many other cryptocurrencies are dishonest and pretend that price doesn't exist. That's right. That the only people that have the balls to talk about the price are scammers and exceptionally truthful people. That's right. And that's it. That's right. You're 100% right on that, completely. And uh, then after that, like, obviously, Sean uh, gave me basically, like, a playlist of all your videos. And I started looking at them. And I started completely flipping as an idea on that and be like, okay, that's actually, like, a little bit different. This guy is behaving, like, in a totally different way than what I was expecting. And, no, during the conversation, I mean, like, I, I'm still, like, on, on that side of being, like, that, that has been, like, very awesome. Uh, I love what you say. I love the fact that, like, you, you're very honest on, like, not being afraid on, like, tearing apart things. And, uh, and you're also being, like, very confronting on people that are, like, coming against you. So that's, that's awesome to me. Like, I destroy people. <laughs> it's so easy because I'm just right, and then they're not. And then winning is easier if you just start right. If I came up with something which I think really helps people that do understand Bitcoin, which apparently some people do, Bitcoin and Hex actually have a lot in common. 
Bitcoin inflates to reward miners. Miners sell down the price to pollute the environment to protect the network. That's the security model. In Hex, we do not inflate to pay miners. We only inflate to pay stakers. And stakers are paid to hold the price up. So in Bitcoin, miners are paid to dump the price, which they use to enrich mining companies and electricity companies. In Hex, stakers don't have negative externalities. They don't have mining bills to pay. They can just sit there and the code continues to credit them with rewards with no effort on their own. That's positive price performance with better for the environment. And, uh, you know, you don't have to keep replacing your machines as they become unprofitable to mine anymore. It's just so many amazing things there. The total hash rate in Bitcoin sets the difficulty. And in Hex, it's very similar. The number total number of stakers sets the amount that you get paid per share. And then the share price only goes up very similar to how the hex hash rate kind of tends to only go up the difficulty. So there's these analogies between hex and Bitcoin that I think make it easier for people to understand. So in, in Bitcoin as a miner, you're trying to get more hash rate In hex as a staker, you're trying to get more shares. Total hash rate in Bitcoin equals total number of shares in hex. The total value that's used to defend the Bitcoin network from attacks is kind of their total hash rate that they brag about. Well, in Hex, we actually have a share rate market cap where you can multiply the share price times the number of staked Hex and arrive at a market cap for how much value is locked protecting the, the value of the Hex network. There's these really cool analogies. So if, if you go, I made the, I added this to the homepage. If you, if you look and it says, you know, Bitcoin and Hex are alike or similar, and you click that link, it'll take you to the Twitter thread and it'll show you all of the cool similarities. And there are many, like in, in Bitcoin, it hyperinflated from zero coins to 18 million coins over 10 years. And in Hex, we just get rid of that hyperinflation phase. We front load it into the first year. And then we jump right to the, the very low inflation in 40 days. That's where we're at now on November 19th. And it's just like, there's so, there's so much similarities. And then once you understand that, once you understand that Bitcoin and uh, Hex both inflate, they inflate for different reasons. I think it, uh, the inflation Hex is, is, is better for the environment, better for the price, you know, better for the human psychology. And then you just realize that there's so much similarities. You're like, oh, well, I mean, if, if Bitcoin's not a scam, then Hex can't be a scam because they're just very similar peer-to-peer -peer consensus networks. They just have slight changes in this and that you know what i mean <clears throat> on on that part um like on on future part because like you mentioned obviously that you want to bring hacks to be like the crypto basically uh and well, i'm i'm not doing it personally it just happens to have traits which are causing people to emergently do that so we i i don't pay uh all these hex youtubers you see they just do it on their own there's there's millions of volunteers that cause it to happen i think that's important to mention because I want people to understand this thing is awesome, not because of me. It's awesome because it was just well designed and now it's emergently awesome. Do, do you think that this is like now uh, kind of like the, the challenge of like, you know, it, spreading the word, increasing the community and the adoption? Or is there also like part of the developments, like new features, new things that can be it's done. done? It's all done. I mean, look, the two, the two new features that I saw appear that weren't necessary, but, but did happen. ZKSync.io lets you do high throughput transactions with Hex. And there's HexNATO, which is a fork of Tornado Cash that lets you do an anonymity with Hex if you want. 
but the anonymity set is small and the fees are high. So I don't think anyone should really bother with it. You're better off just swamming it to ETH and, and using the normal tornado um, there. Those, those aren't really, that's like the butter. That's not the, the meal, right? The, the, the stuff is done. The, the consensus code is done. The contract is done. If, you, if you've already got something that does anonymity throughput and price performance and for world's first blockchain time deposit, you're finished. Like what's left? What are you gonna add? A stable coin? Okay, what else? Margin right. trading? All right, and that's it. It's like, this. it does everything, man. Like that's, it, it's fabulous. That the, the main part that is beautiful about it is that the consensus code can't change. That's the best part of it. Because, you know, in Bitcoin, the miners could decide not to have a happening. They'd be like, oh, so we're supposed to get paid half as much today as we got paid yesterday. And maybe we're just going to remove that, click a few buttons. They could do that. It's very unlikely to see something like that in Hex. Fair enough. I mean, what would you do if the miners did that? Yell, complain, make your own network. Better not be on SHA-256. They'll just 51% attack you at will. You're going to do proof of work change? Okay, now the botnets are going to attack you. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, you better just hope, you better just trust that those Chinese miners that won't talk to you on Twitter are more friendly than they were during the BCH fork when Bitcoin had half the value, when BCH had half the value of Bitcoin. You better hope those miners have gotten a lot nicer. Do any of you guys even know a Bitcoin miner? I don't know anyone that mines Bitcoin. I know oh, a couple. How safe is that? But, it's but pretty it's hard to maintain it's social consensus argument. with people you can't talk to. It's fair. It's fair. It's a valid argument, absolutely. So, Stefano. What? I should mention this, by the way. If you guys want to trustlessly turn Bitcoin into Hex, you can go to bridge. I don't know, RenVM or something. It's on the website on hex.com. You can transfer your Bitcoin into ERC20 wrapped Bitcoin and then transfer that into hex and it takes about an hour because you have to wait for six confirmations in bitcoin because bitcoin sucks but you don't have to do signups you don't have to do email kyc you don't have to send selfies anywhere and if you're worried about the process or the risk you can do a small amount and just iterate it over and over again and then eventually you're out of bitcoin you're out of the old and into the bold <laughs> i think i'm quoting beer slogans at this point <laughs> it's like a michelob slogan <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard, we will be following, having a really close look at it every every week, if 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 not more than once a week on our our show, one Bitcoin and thirty two ETH. Um, we'll uh, we'll put a, a a link below. If there's anyone in the Hex community, we uh, we only literally need ten bucks for the purposes of our competition show. Uh, we disclose all all the donations from uh, any of the projects that we've had, or on average, I think. Uh, what have we had like a couple of hundred bucks from 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 each project to actually review it each week look at the utility uh and trade it um so okay. in a nutshell stefano let's forget about uh our, our, our private accounts here obviously we know that jordan's been in from from day one uh your 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 feeling on uh, hex compared to well, I, I was not an ex as I was not aware of the existence of X like since a week I'm ago. I'm surprised by that because you know pretty much every DeFi project out there. So what's going on with your marketing, Richard? <laughs> ramp, ramp, ramp it up. Stop sleeping so much, mate. <laughs> you, you have to start playing too many video games on that. <laughs> I do not play games. I, I was addicted for years and I kicked it. And I'm not 
tempting. These, these 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 guys are obsessed with uh, with Axie Infinity at the moment. That's sort of our uh, sort of the darling yeah. project that we've reviewed so far. If if yep. you're if you're going to do trading of hex, I made a video on the homepage of how to analyze the hex market and the traders and look up who's staking and who's not and yep. who dumped the price and who bought and all that stuff. It's right on the homepage. We'll be talking about that on the That's on the, on awesome. the, week, on the weekly That's on our show cool. uh, with a, without a doubt. So um, no, but answering the question, like I think that like. Uh, especially like because i think i could be uh a typical user you know having like a first look and there is like so much buzz uh and obviously like the well as sean mentioned that uh, the the bitcoin maximalist and the random people on twitter and so on like there is it's very easy to get in contact with the x name first in a negative way than in a positive way at least for me mm -hmm. it was like that yep. and no that's really, opportunity like, that means you're early <laughs> That, that's a, the fact that Hex is being manually gatekept off of the front page of CoinGecko and off of the front page of CoinMarketCap is opportunity. And you it's, it's being starved of uh, attention that it deserves. Sorry, so, sorry, what did you say? CoinMarketCap forcibly forces Hex onto page three when it belongs on page one. Hex is a $1.5 billion market cap right now. What? It's a top 20 coin, but it's being forced onto page three by CoinMarketCap manually. Did Coin they explain thing. why answer that in any possible yeah, way? Yeah, they, they have a fake excuse that they give. They just say, we can't tell you why we do this to coins because then they would try and game us. But you need to be on more exchanges with more material trading volume. But your like, oh, would make it a top 20 coin is what you're saying. Well, well, it's already on three of their data exchange partners. So if you go on their golden boy list of data partners on CoinMarketCap, Hex is already on three of them. And it's on HitBTC and it's on 25 other exchanges and it was 40% of Uniswap's volume forever and is top, you know, 20 or top 15 global liquidity on Uniswap now. There's absolutely no excuse. What are you going to, there's $3 billion of Bitcoin holders minted their hex using the code. $3 billion. Are you going to pretend we don't deserve a fucking top page spot? You're going to pretend that, oh, we're no longer coin market cap ranking. We're coin market cap and whatever the fuck we want to do. Shows you on page three. You feel like you, it really sort of boils down to you and the fact you you have been sort of really uh, at the forefront of Bitcoin. Sure. Capitalism. Yeah, it could it could be they just don't As like me. To the other 5,000 yeah. projects that uh, popped up. Hey, they, you know what? If they want to fuck over the tens of thousands of people that have put their blood, sweat, and tears into hacks that have nothing to do with me, they just love the project. If they want to fuck all those guys over just to yep. get me, just to get back at me, we'll see how it works out in the end. Because some someday I'm going to find out the human that works there that fucked Hex. I'm going to find out their name, and so are all the Hexicans. And there will be <laughs> the what? there will be a fucking uh, an interesting event. The you ain't going to fuck Hex in his ass for a year and not see retribution. You're not. It's disgusting. Hey, so what like. About what about Uniswap? I mean, Uniswap is supposed to be decentralized, but how is it that they wouldn't list you and they wouldn't, uh, you know, well, had the highest liquidity? Like, what's up with that? If it's decentralized, let, let, then it should be so, code. Yes, they apparently yeah. fixed that with their lists feature. So you don't have to use the default list from Uniswap. You can use the one inch, one inch list and then Hex is on there. Or you could use ethhex.com, which is a fork of the Uniswap front end. And then it acts as a, as a premier coin there. I think that the hatred for Uniswap's gatekeeping is reduced by the fact that they gave millions and millions of dollars of free <laughs> uni token to Hex liquidity providers and users. Yeah. So the, the several 
millions and millions of dollars makes you hate them a little bit less, right? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, they still don't have hex added to the default list, but being able to edit the default list is a feature of their duct taped on token, which I think is funny because a human has to do that. That yeah. code that you upload to a, an AWS server is human uploaded. So the fact that they have a uni token, which decides what some human is going to upload somewhere, uh, it doesn't sound trustless to me. That sounds like some duct taped on bullshit. But that's fine. Like, okay, people wanted to buy the duct taped on bullshit so much that they gave millions and millions of dollars to hex holders. The okay. Duct tape, I love it. <laughs> on that yeah. note, Richard, on, yeah, I, I, I doubt very much you're going to answer this question. But if you had a gun to your head and you literally had to buy three other tokens. <laughs> Ethereum and three other tokens other than Hex. Okay, Hex, Ethereum. Uh, how long do you want to hold the thing for? Up to you. No, well, long, uh, uh, long term, six months. <laughs> long term. Long crypto long term. <laughs> That's fucking long term. It's really hard to say, man. It, because whether you make money speculating or not, doesn't matter whether what do you, what the project's do you think good. Die? Which one? X die. Stake. It, it's another scalability play. And there's how many ETH 2.0 killer scalability plays now? Shitloads. So if you get an early, okay, cool, it might pump. But does that mean it's going to get adoption? Maybe not. But does adoption matter to price? Maybe not. It's just a different game. So you're like, could you, did you know Unis token was going to come out? No. Did you know the price was going to go from a dollar to $8 within two days? No. Did you know it was going to go from $8 to $2 within three weeks? No. It's just this is, a different. This is kind game. of why I'm asking you this question because clearly, I'm, 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 you know, I laugh at the fact that you know you call it this duct tape. You know, it's what is it? It doesn't really have a utility. Yes, I can. Imagine. Yeah, but that don't mean it's not worth a billion dollars right now. It's, it's it's a hype token, but for, before know, eight times more supply comes out in the next four years. But the, you know, what 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 do you see in the space if you were you know from a um, you know investing from a fundamental point of view? Okay, so. I'll, I'll give, I'll answer you from the technical point of view, but that don't mean you're making money because what makes money is people buying that shit. For instance, right. Tether was a multi-billion dollar project with huge adoption, more traded. There's more Tether traded than any other token in the world, more than Bitcoin, more than anything. It ran entirely on the Omni network and the Omni network did $200 US of volume a day, $200. So the Omni network supported a multi-billion dollar project and made $200 a day volume. Well, oops, I guess real world adoption don't mean fuck all for price because that proves it right there. And then they moved all those transactions primarily to Ethereum, which drove the Ethereum price of transactions up, but it didn't do anything for the purchasing demand of ETH. I'd be happy to see all the Tether removed. I mean, Tether is still in the last three hours, 20% of Ethereum transactions. And over the last 24 hours, about 14% of Ethereum transactions with Uniswap uh, V2 being about 27% over the last 24 hours. So... You know, we have adoption stable coins, regulatory arbitrage, beautiful, really works. We have uh, layer twos coming out, which really work. So we've got, uh, you know, uh, ZK rollups on ZK sync.io. You can really send cheap transactions. You know, it would cost millions of dollars to airdrop a quarter million people uh, using layer one, but using layer two, you know, you could do it for about 100, 150 grand. 
maybe a hundred grand. Um, so I believe in layer two. I believe in automated market maker uh, replacements for uh, exchanges. I believe in, I mean, I believe in the anonymity tech, but no one else cares. So there's just no money in it. Because when people bought Bitcoin, what they really thought what they were getting was Monero. They're like, ah, untraceable transactions. You're like, but everything's traceable as shit. What are you talking about? On Coinbase, if you send your money somewhere, they don't like after you bought it, they close your account. They right. watch what you do with right. your Bitcoin right. after you bought it. Change next year if Simon Dixon's correct and uh, they start trying to stick needles in us for uh, our universal basic income payments from central bank issued digital currencies. That was yeah. a really interesting chat the two of you had on that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I believe in layer twos. I believe in anonymity. No one else seems to care. Uh, I believe in Ethereum DeFi just taking over, making a huge impact, fucking up all the centralized exchanges. So unless you have fiat on-ramp, like, like Binance.com doesn't have a fiat on-ramp. They outsource all that stuff. Binance.jersey does or .us has fiat on-ramp, I think. Um, but like... If you're, if you're a crypto only play, a centralized crypto only play, DeFi is going to eat your lunch. So on, on the homepage of Hex, do I, do I promote any centralized exchange whatsoever? Nope. But I link to the RenVM way to transfer your uh, Bitcoin into Ethereum and then into Hex. So we promote things like on those systems, by the way, even though that's federated, and there's like a central entity that actually is like six guys that hold the actual keys to their hundreds of millions of dollar Bitcoin that's wrapped in there. So it's kind of fucked up. As long as you're iterating it and only exposing yourself to a little bit of that risk at a, at a time, then you're, you're better off, right? So you want to, anytime you interact with exchanges or doing a transaction, you want to do small parts so they can only fuck you for the last part. They can't fuck you for a big chunk because they will fuck you. Like it's exchanges ain't nice, you know? <clears throat> So I believe in DeFi just killing anything the centralized guys are doing currently. What about uh, DeFi's ability to actually replace uh, some of the traditional financial systems? On-ramps. We're still fucked with on-ramps. We need to get the money out of the existing financial system, which means we need to receive bank wires. I would love for you to have some place to buy Hex with a bank wire. There isn't any. Your best bet is to buy Ethereum with a bank wire and then turn it into Hex. So you have to have Ethereum anyway to perform staking because you'd pay for your gas with it. So you have to buy some Ethereum anyway. So you can just buy more to get Hex, fine. And the most liquid markets in the world for Hex are Ethereum markets on the Ethereum Hex pair. But for in general, for DeFi to replace normal finance, we need those fucking on-ramps where people can take their existing fiat bag and get it into crypto to free it from the horror of normal banking. Mm. So we're going to need those regulatory arbitrage on-ramps for decades to come. Yeah. Stefano, comments? I agree. Like, <laughs> I agree. 100%. The world would be better off if we had 10 more Coinbases in every country. The world would be a better place. And Coinbase would have lower fees. That's true. We didn't actually, uh, we didn't actually finish the, uh, the, the question I asked you, Richard. Uh, Come on, give us give us the name some tokens one. Give, give, give us three other. Well, I say give Ethereum, us three other. isn't that enough? Ethereum, no. Monero, and uh, uh, you haven't thought about this before. <laughs> well, it's like I haven't been playing the speculate on shitcoins game. 
I'm look to be honest. I'm, I'm really asking you that because I, I was just wondering whether Bitcoin. No, was I like I haven't. I just I care about hex, so I talk about hex. I don't care I if some other thing like. I'm not, no, you don't like talking about your own. It's like I mean, I talked about Unitoken right now, right? And yeah. look at it's it's a shitty duct taped on token that's worth a billion dollars now out of thin air. They gave a quarter of a million addresses, two thousand free dollars. Let me ask you a different do question. That. Let me ask it's you a okay. question on this topic. Price of Bitcoin in uh, five years? Uh, five years? Forty-two k. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's very specific. It's very specific. Just a guess. That makes sense. You get, your guess is going to get better when you get closer to the fucking day. <laughs> like, being pretty accurate on your Bitcoin calls when I was following you. Uh, well, I mean, the, the math on this one is you have increased economic mass is harder to move. So you have prolongation of cycles. So if this were the old days, the bear market would already be over. We'd already be in new all-time highs. So we're extending the amount of length that it takes to get to a new all-time high. It used to be a max of like three years. Now it's been longer than three years. Okay. Well, maybe maybe it's not been. It, it's the the cycles are getting longer, so now you have to wait for a longer time to get your new all time high, and it's less high than the other all time highs used to be. So you have to try and account for like when the FOMO cycle is going to kick in, and then it might not. Like Ethereum might just flip in Bitcoin. That's where all the new tokens are. It's where all the new innovation is. It's where the throughput is. It's where the security is. It's where the bug bounties are. It's it's got more profit potential because it dipped lower. Hex is built on it. Everything else is built on it. It's just like, why wouldn't Ethereum flip Bitcoin? They're talking about doing CME futures for it. Do you think it Ethereum's a, a better investment than uh, Bitcoin oh, yeah. over the oh, over yeah. the five year period? Oh yeah, over the next any period, it, absolutely any period, Ethereum is going to murder Bitcoin over any period. It's just infinitely better. Like there's no comparison. Um, but and so that, but. Because Bitcoin has more on-ramps and more regulatory certainty in like the big whatever, like like Stripe bought 50 million Bitcoin. They didn't buy 50 million ETH. That's profit potential for you if ETH turns out to be a better network. But as it stands currently, you know, Michael Saylor and the, and the Square guys have bought Bitcoin instead of ETH. So it has some pricing power still. Do you think it would be sound financial practice for anybody that owned a basket of cryptos to... to uh... They have Bitcoin if, 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 if there were uh, five or less in that basket, or you think, uh, I don't give a fuck about Bitcoin. You don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck about Bitcoin. It's just not good enough. It's just not. I mean, man, I, I, man, I hope the price goes up because it's going to make everything else go up. But... It's, it's slightly disappointing. To, well, it's very disappointing to hear that. I mean, I learned a lot about Bitcoin from you. It's okay, but it's just slower and more expensive and less secure. And I'm like, not going to say I'm going to agree with you either because I, I really think that you know that network effect the amount of people that know bitcoin now i, I really think it's uh... but that's worse not better you've tapped out the easy money you emptied the gold bugs they can't foam anymore everyone that goes full-time crypto they can't they can only sell they can't buy mm. it's that's worse not better to me it like feels we... like hex is something for people in the know you know uh, people were the new new entrants that come into this market and you know and that includes pension funds the institutions they, they're buying bitcoin I don't mind them that. That's fine. I hope Bitcoin price goes higher, but yeah. it, it's like, okay, you buy a Ferrari, 
And then people ask you like, well, how do you feel about the BMW M3? You're like, well, it's okay for a slow sedan, you know, but I drive a Ferrari, you know, it's just not the same planet. Like, yes, Bitcoin's now, okay. By the way, Richard, what sort of car do you have? I can't tell you. <laughs> Why not? I don't dox myself. Oh, come on, man. What sort I of just, car? I don't. I used to have a couple of twin turbo Lexuses. I mean, I can't tell you. I don't dox myself. Maybe one day I'll do a video. You don't something. dox yourself. We know where you no, nobody knows where we live and nobody knows, you know, what coins I own. And, you know, it's just better. It's safer. It's fair. Because it's fan a lot of fanboys out there. You don't want somebody like, you know, hey, can I get a loan? No. <laughs> like, you don't, you never, you know, people, right. the internet's not the most friendly strike, place. Strike, strike right? that question off my list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen often that they ask you like for a loan or free money or something? Uh, usually people are scared to do that with me, but I've seen it happen to other people. So people like show me a little bit more respect in that way. Like they know I'm not about the bullshit so much. Um, but other people get fucked with more that are like more friendly, I guess. So, you know, it's when's the last time someone, uh, you know, like met you and just did something amazing for you in person. It's rare. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, unless you're a hot chick, your ability to really greatly benefit my life is like reduced, you know, it's like, what are you gonna do? Give me money. I have enough money. It's like, maybe if you have a skill, if I can hire you or something, right? Like if you're a developer, then, then that could be some type of synergy. Right. But you'll see, you'll see me at one of these events and you'll see how it is. When COVID's over, we'll see each other at a blockchain event for sure. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you don't really seem to, uh, I mean, obviously I've been following you for a number of years from, from what I can tell you've, uh, you've lived in some similar or, or, or the same places as, as myself, Thailand, my bear. I've heard you, 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 you mentioned, uh, I believe you're, you're based in on the East coast of the U S not that I'm trying to dox you here, mate. I've lived uh, a lot of places. I lived in a hotel. Uh, where, where, where's, where's, where's been the favorite place, your favorite place you've lived? I don't know, man. Like South America is fun. If you want to have servants for $200 a month, that's interesting. And then if you get pulled over, you can pay your fine right there to the cop. If that's your kind of thing. But then you discover the downside of that. You're like, oh, actually, this shit's not safe. So, and then, you know, it, it's, I like people, I can't tell you the doxing thing. I wish I could. I, I could just say, if you live in countries that have better stats, then you're going to get better outcomes. So if you live in France, you're going to have better healthcare outcome. If you live in Norway, you're going to have better like retirement fund outcome. If you live in Australia, you're going to have like, I don't know, better driving. <laughs> can, can the lower, right? like, better curb stomping. You're like, you know, if you live in the States, you're going to have riots in the street. Okay. Well, are you into the riots and the street shit? I'm not. So that's not for me, you know? <clears throat> so you're not in the US. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Good investigative journalist over here. It's like, tell me where you are. You live in a castle, don't you, Richard? We're trying to, we're trying to figure out where. Give us a castle. Clue. Give us a clue. 
Yeah. No, I, I, there's, I never want to see you in person unless you grow like much bigger, beautiful breasts and blonder hair. Then we could talk. Sean. Other than that, it's like, no. <laughs> Jordan's the one living in uh, Bangkok. Maybe we can, uh, <laughs> you can probably go get surgically in Check in the neck. I'm checking the neck. So I think I think we covered I think we covered all the good stuff. Um, we did, mate. I mean, imagine imagine if you could have bought Bitcoin when it was a dollar. Hex isn't even a year old. It's not even on the front page of CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap yet. People that are in crypto are just now hearing about it. Simon Dixon didn't hear about it when I told him about it, even though three billion dollars of Bitcoin holders minted their coins. Interesting. You know, Actually, pro probably that's my last question or last topic before we uh, we wrap up tonight. I think mm -hmm. uh, you've done a, a good job on on telling us about Hex. We'll obviously put all the links below for for people that are, are interested, where you can go and uh, and buy it and uh, and get involved. We'll be covering it on our show on on the on the weekly. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Simon Dixon. He's actually coming on this channel in the next few days. Uh, the interview. You did with him, I thought was very measured. Uh, probably the most ridiculous one I've ever seen was was you and Peter McCormick. Um, the for me, the first one or the second one? Oh, we watched with we watched scammer. Both. Seen them both. Fucking scammer. I mean, what You're a scammer? I'm just repeating awesome. it. Sorry. One of the things that worries me about you know uh, Bitcoin. I mean, clearly Peter. Do you want me to tell you how that worked out? By the way, he mentioned uh, this guy that analyzed price. His fuckboy fund went out of business. Adamant Capital went right out of business. <laughs> right. So the little fuck little fuckboy blocked me on Twitter because I said like he don't know shit about price, and then his little fucking uh, fund went under. Lol. And then Peter, the shit that he uh, promotes, exit scam people just took all their money. Can't remember which project did that, but somebody just took all the users' money. So I called him a scam piece of shit to his face and said. You're the guy scamming, not me, buddy. I'm the guy giving away free videos, free coins, free books. He makes that. You're the guy out there getting people wrecked. Yeah. And I was right, and he was wrong. Willie Wu, his fucking fund went out of business as well. Uh, Willie's actually one of my mates. <laughs> his fund got wrecked, homie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I like his fan fiction shit. It's fun to read the like, oh, you know, all the fucking cool ideas and whatnot. But when the rubber meets the road, his fund got destroyed, nuked. So I was right. He was wrong. My shit's up, his shit's down. And it just happens over and over and over again as the years go by. And every once in a while, you want to go back and review history and be like, hey, how's it going, everybody that was wrong and wrecked and disappeared now? You know? You still trade other cryptos, uh, Richard? Nope. Not at all. Trading's death, dude. Don't fucking bother. Who gets rich in crypto? Holders, founders of exchanges, and founders of currencies. And that's it. Traders get annihilated constantly. Where do you think all the extra free profit comes from? Fundamentals. You know, we're we're reviewing Hex, and thank you, you know, very much for your time. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, it's primarily fundamental investments that we're making. But yes, we do trade the projects that we, we you know, we're reviewing here. So, I would, I would highly advise against that. We're not sitting. We're not sitting there looking at a you know a green nine on on, on a on a two minute candle and this sort of thing. But uh, well, Jordan probably is. How'd that work out for you if, you, if you're going to trade the TD Tom DeMarc indicator, maybe you should go learn from Tom DeMarc because he's in the business of teaching for money and maybe he knows better than the copycat dumbass that 
has been habitually wrong about. If you want to see Tone Vays versus Richard Hart, go on Cointelegraph's YouTube channel. I have seen it. Watch. I know Tone very well. <laughs> I crush Tone in person. By the way, it's not even his real name, right? I know. I, I like. I, I just. I, I checked into a, a cruise with uh, with with Tone, and he handed it over his passport, and they gave him a blank look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it, the amount of shit that I have. Is to Richard Hart your real name? Crazy to me. No, my real name is Richard Schuler. I know. S C H U E L E R. Yeah. I like me. You used I'm to awesome. shoot Viagra, didn't you? Out of uh, out of Panama. I I used to know a lot of people that used to uh, promote a lot of things. So yeah. It, if you're on the internet in the early 2000s, there was a lot of things that were popular. Cash advance loans, sex toys, miracle cleaners, you name it, mortgages. Um, Wow, well, times are harder. Like it's harder to fucking our email list. We don't even mail it because it doesn't get delivered. So we've got thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people that are on the hex mailing list. They don't even get mailed because the mail just goes to the fucking spam box. So I have to actually set up a server farm and warm up IPs to mail my own fucking users. What? What is this shit? It's, it's too much effort. It's literally too much effort to mail my own fucking users. So, no, it's hilarious. I mean, it's tragic, really. But because I would like to tell them about all the free uni money that some of them probably just have sitting there, a few million bucks worth. But I'm being fucking restricted by, uh, you know, Google. So, <coughs> all right. Cool. Richard, listen, uh, we, we, I, I don't know whether it's early in the morning for you or late at night, but we uh, we will wrap it up. We've, we All really right. appreciate you you're giving it's good talking time. to you. Uh, we've really enjoyed this chat. Uh, we will do a bit of an edit on this and, and uh, uh, definitely uh, cover Hex in our, our next episode, which is uh, will be uh, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I think $711 million of hex credited on the big payday in 40 days is a pretty big deal. It's going to be very interesting. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it obviously would be great for you to let people know about us on your channel somehow. I'm not quite sure. As soon as you guys have this posted up, I'll tweet it everywhere. Cool. All right, dude. It's good talking to you guys. Yeah, no, I've re re Thank you. very much enjoyed it. I've been following you for a long time and... Uh, I think you might have. Uh, Stefano's been very quiet tonight, but he is. Extra, he's a very astute investor. Uh, right. yeah, I, I've been listening because, like, one thing that I learned is that if you don't know something, just shut up and listen. And that's exactly what I've done. When I had a question, I ask it. Uh, you answer that, and yeah. I mean, I really, really enjoy the conversation. I think that, like. I would say that people should actually like spend a little bit more time on like digging on like what you're doing and like, you know, the things that you're like posting and so on. Cause to me, it really like shows a black and white between like not having you in the picture and having you in the picture. So right. it's quite interesting. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, you guys asked some good questions. I mean, this rabbit hole goes very deep. You could, you can get in there. There's a lot of very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Like a share price that only goes up. How does that work? Sounds like a Ponzi scheme. It's an analog for compounding interest. So we had two options. We could either give existing shareholders more and more return all the time, which would mean we would write to the database constantly forever, or we could just reduce by a single number the amount of shares the new guys get. And mathematically, they're equivalent because it just maintains the ratio of new guys to old guys. And so it's just computation more efficient 
to adjust the new people's uh, inputs with a single number and a share price than to give tons of shares numerically to thousands of database entries. It's just mathematically equivalent, but computationally more efficient with less writing. And it's also what Bitcoin does. So Bitcoin has a difficulty adjustment that's a single number that updates every two weeks. Well, we just are very similar to Bitcoin in that way, right? Like we have a share price, Bitcoin has a difficulty. Is, there's a lot of analogies. It's very cool. Mm. Okay, uh, Jordan, just we're, we're obviously about to wrap up. Any final questions for, for Richard before we go? Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens on the big payday and after. Me too. I mean, imagine now, like right now, the adoption amplifier can absorb a lot of buy pressure because there's supply there. But once that's not there to absorb buy pressure, where does the buy pressure go? Free market. So it's going to be very interesting. You swap. Cool, cool. Probably. Stefano, closing uh, questions or thoughts? Well, thank you. Like, you literally gave us like two hours of your life. So appreciate that. And thank you for answering like all the questions and the doubts and like everything, basically. Much, much appreciated. Yep. He, he is actually one of the biggest cynics uh, on the planet. So uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in a great industry to be a cynic because there is no shortage of bullshit. Exit scams, rug pulls, admin keys, oracles, yep. pure trash, no product market fit, just everywhere. It's very yeah. common. And Richard, for myself, uh, mate, I've uh, obviously followed you for a number of years. It's been a, a real pleasure uh, finally having a chat with you. Uh, yeah, I hope mate. to speak to you guys again. Yeah. Like I'll what? promote uh, this thing. It seemed very nice. Excellent. Thank you, brother. Catch you later. Talk to you guys. Nice Bye. Bye now. See you.